Conversations Podcast, Episode 3. Thanks for y'all coming back, vibing with me, rocking with me. Uh, this time, we got a, a new guest uh, coming in to come vibe with me. Uh, I'm going to let the young man introduce himself. Um, this young man really been on fire. If you've been in the Raleigh-Durham area... And you ain't really heard the name. You've probably been sleeping under the rock. And uh, I'm just going to let him introduce himself. What's up? Juice Lord Magnus. You know, here to talk about things that people talk about. Yes, sir. Funny thing, uh, me and Juice, I keep my life very open. I, I, don't really hide, <laughs> I don't really hide nothing about my life at all. So I'm just a regular guy that works a regular job, does Uber on the side. So uh, I met Juice. I, I, I was actually his Uber driver. Yeah. And um, so I was playing something. I don't even know what I was playing. He said, oh, that's uh, it's like, who was that? And I was like, I don't even know who I was playing. I might have been playing one of my homeboys. He was one know. of the homies. It was one of your homies. He was one of my homies. I don't know who it was. And he was like, he, he was like yeah, I rap too. And I was like. Oh, here we go again. That's the always. That's always. <laughs> so I'm, like, always. I'm, I'm like, here we go again. Here comes another rapper in, in my Uber. Want, want me to hear that music? And uh, he cut it on, and he seemed extremely confident in the music. And I was like, okay. And he cut it on, and <laughs> my God, I was blown away, my brother. Like, I appreciate that. Blown away, man. So, uh, for the people that don't know Juice Lord, give them just a little bit of background of who you is and where you're from. Um, Juice Lord Magnus. I am a rapper, producer. Um, what else? I, I can't even think of the word right now. I direct. I'm a director. I direct music videos. I directed okay. like four. I'm going to be directing word. all of my own. Um, I'm from Durham, North Carolina, by way of New York City, but I'm from Durham. Okay. Sound like my story. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, interesting thing about you is um, you said you only been rapping three years. Three years. Three years. Somebody right now is really pissed off. Yeah. Because (laughs) they've been putting in all this work for like 10 years, and you've been only doing it for three years, and you opening up for Wu-Tang. Yeah. Like, like, how does that feel? It was, it, to be honest, it was, it that was the biggest thing I'd ever done, like, in my life. Word up. So, it's not even like, it's not like, you know, I can't even play it cool and be like, yeah, you know, you should just another day at the <laughs> office. I can't yeah, do that, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, let, let's go back. Um, before before you was rapping, like what was you doing? Like what was your day to day before before rapping? Before I started rapping, I was in sales at T Mobile. Mm-hmm. I um, moved my way up from part time on call rep to a full time rep to assistant manager to manager to district manager. Word. And I was like, that's that's one of the ways I learned how to set up all these relationships that I set up. And music is because 
when I was at T-Mobile, that's what I did. Like I set up relationships as a district manager. That's your job to talk to people and Mm -hmm. to, to sell yourself and just to be, you know, a personable person. Mm -hmm. And, um, the company that I work for, the franchise I work for, they sold to another franchise at Mm T-Mobile and, you know, everybody knows how that go after that. Right. Damn. So you was damn near like corporate America, man. Yeah, full-fledged, yep. Like, like in it. So, like, where'd you hit the, like, the fork in the road? Like, I mean, like, before, like, I mean, like, how do you just wake up in one morning and say, like, I want to be a rapper? So, like, what's the influence? Like, I mean, like, take me back. Like, what's the, what's the influence? Okay. Like, what, like, who was you listening to as a young man? Like, yeah, take me all the way back. So, so I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you who I was listening to and I'm going to tell you how I, be, how I got to be a rapper. Okay, let's go. So when I, when I first heard rap music, I thought it was boring. Okay. I, I didn't like like Nas. Me neither. Me I didn't neither. like. I used to be like this, yo. Why do they listen to this? Me and too. it used to be like you know, if unless it was like party rap, like Kid and Play or something like that, like okay. something that got you bouncing. And then I happened to be like lit, watching music videos and listening to music, and I happened to hear Busta Rhymes verse on Scenario. Wow. And that I never forget that day. That made me be like, oh. And then from then I expanded into Onyx. I used to always listen to Onyx and Busta Rhymes and MOP. Like them was always my favorite. So en- like so, wow. So energy was always your yeah, thing. Like you always. loved the music with the energy. Yep. And like, I didn't because I didn't like regular. Like I didn't like Nas. I didn't even like Jay Z or nobody. I didn't like none of them because mm-hmm. all of them were just like uh 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 uh. Mm-hmm. And like I couldn't see the as a kid. I didn't understand. The art in that. I didn't understand like the art of words. I just understood this is boring. Like this 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 doesn't grab me in any way, shape, or form. Right. And then that's when I encountered Buster Rhymes and I was like, all right, cool. But on how I became a rapper, mm-hmm. um, when I was in elementary school, um, I was a physical, I was a physical artist. I mm-hmm. drew, I painted, I did things. I had things put in museums, like children's museums and all of that as a kid. Then, like, oh, I did that all the way through high school. Mm-hmm. Um, high school, I, you know, went through a rebel phase. I'd be tagging. I made these little rubber stamps and I would stamp stuff different places. Um, and in a college... In college, I started dancing. I danced like professionally, like for money. In college, I traveled the nation dancing. Man, your story is crazy. Yeah. And like, I got trophies for all of that. And then once I like left college, once I was done with college, I kind of was like, I'm going into corporate America. First off, you got to shout out your college. Yeah, and CCU, North Carolina Central University, baby. Shout out them Eagles. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, I was there, you know, and we would have like at homecoming, we would have dance competitions. We would have all kind of stuff. And we was, it was always something going on. And I was like, I became like the big man on campus. Like one of the big men on campus, like, like people looked at the, at that school, people looked at the people who danced. Like, they looked at the basketball players, and they looked at, like, the people in fraternities. We was all looked at like, yo, we want to be one of them. Right. And, you know, that's weird at a school, at a college, because, you know, usually fraternities and basketball are in, they, like, their own league and everybody right. else. But, like, people who danced, it was such a big thing on campus at that point in time. Mm-hmm. We became so big. But 
So that was like a real huge part of my life. Even after I left college, I danced for a little bit. But then I went into T-Mobile and I just let. With, with, the, da- with the dancing thing, like, um, like just like hip hop, yeah, like just like, was it like 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 a routine dance or it like was, it like what you see on America's Best Dance Crew, like word. that kind of like straight out like like, I mean I do it sometimes like you know for fun still, but like that like that kind of like straight one hundred percent street like you know bending my arm backwards and like making it look like my head was floating and like four people like crumping all that like we was always that's what we did like we traveled the matter of fact the homie ryan was just in gm is in giamazawa's video Uh and i used to i used to dance with him he dances professionally around the world now and i used to dance with him wow so so you leave t-mobile yeah and uh I mean, when did you have the epiphany that you was like, yo, I'm about to be an MC? When I was still at T-Mobile, right before right before we got sold, my mom is not like a, she's not like a crystals and gems spiritual person before I even say that. But she came to me and she's like, yo, they're going to do you wrong. And I was like, I've been here for four years. Like, there's no way in the world. You know what I'm saying? I'm good. Are we making good money? I'm paying your bills, my bills. We doing good. Like, right. ain't nothing else to, you know, ain't nothing to worry about. Right. And she she said that, and she was like, is this what you want to do with your life? And I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. And then she was like, no, your whole life, you've been an artist. That's, that's why I went back to the elementary school thing. Mm-hmm. Like your whole life you've been, I've seen you do art mm-hmm. your entire life. I've seen you dance. I've seen you, you know, draw, sculpt everything. I went to art high school. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And I could have went to art college, but I didn't want to go to art college. Mm-hmm. So my mom was like, nah, this is not what you want to do. You're just doing this because you think it's what you're supposed to do. And I was like, I am supposed to do this. This is what you do. You get a good job. You know, you make your good money. Mm-hmm. You take care of your family. That's what you do. Right. And then she was like, this ain't for you. And my mom is a, my mom. At one point she was working three jobs. Like she only worked one now cause she got a good job, but she, once she was working three jobs. So she's like a work everyday type person. Mm-hmm. So she's not like, like I said, she's not like a crystals and gems. Like, Oh no, you should be an art. My mom's not an artist. Right. So this didn't stem from, we're all artists and this is what, nah, she saw something in me and wanted me to do it. That's and incredible. I, yeah. And I told her, I was like, I looked at it, I was like, you're crazy. I'm not like, you think I'm going to leave this? Right. And, and, you know, go into something that I don't know is concrete. Like, I know I'm good at this. I, I built, I worked my way up. Mm-hmm. You know, I stressed over this and I got to the point where I'm doing really, really good. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not going to leave. Right. And she cried. Wow. She cried because she wanted me to be an artist. She wanted me. She believed in me and art so much. She didn't care what it was I was doing. So probably like two months after we got sold to the new company, because I was there with the new company for like another nine months, I started rapping. Mm -hmm. And man, like when I first started, it was just a, it was a different energy because I was such a big fan of the scene beforehand. 
So I knew, like, I used to go, like, to de facto thespian shows and go to Danny Blaze when he was in the coolest. I used to watch them. And mm-hmm. Lil' Bob, though, I would go out and watch them just because I liked being at the rap shows. Yeah. And just, like, two months, three months into me being being a rapper, I saw, I knew, like, this is going to be something. This is going to be the one. This is going to be the part of art. Mm-hmm. That I could do for the long run. This is the one that this the one that's gonna stick with me. Wow, man, that's crazy, man. I've never heard like a mom say something like that. Like yeah. most mothers would want you to go the traditional work route and yeah. got a good job, and your mom just seeing something in you. Speak about the um, the relationship between you and your mom. Like, have y'all always been like really tight and always like always? So my father. My father just got out of prison. Mm-hmm. He did 20 years. Wow. So he just got out of prison, I think, like, maybe eight months ago. So mm-hmm. he, he just now coming up, you know, in the, in a summer, it'll be like a year. Mm-hmm. He been out of prison. Um, no, in the spring. Yeah, later. Yeah, it's been like nine, ten months. Word. So... It's always been just me and my mother, and then my stepfather came around, and it's me and my mother, my stepfather, my sister. Mm-hmm. But, like, as far as, like, I was her firstborn. I was right. the one. So for a while, it was just me and her. Right. And no matter what it was I wanted to do, she always supported me in it. She always was like, you could do. My mom always instilled me, you can do anything. She was at the Wu-Tang show. Word. My mom was at the Wu-Tang show. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. Does she like does she does she like your music? You know what's crazy? My mom doesn't like cursing. Uh-huh. But she plays my music for her. like every every Uber she get in, mm-hmm. she tell everybody, like, my son is she be so proud. Like, yeah, my That's son so is dope. So, That's so dope. she she likes my music, even though like she's not a big fan of Buster Rhymes and what but she compares me to her favorite rapper who is KRS one. Okay. She's like, yo, you got that kind of energy. Yeah. Like, and I never I'm not gonna lie, like I know a lot about KRS. I know he's with Boogie Down. I know I know a whole lot about right, Kyrus, right, but right, I wasn't right. like a... That's because I know a lot about hip-hop. Right. But I wasn't never like a huge KRS fan. But, you know, now listening back and listening to like how he used to rap and the tenacity that he had compared to everyone else back then, mm-hmm. I can see why she compares me to him. Yeah, that's... Man, that, that's crazy. Uh, um, KRS is definitely a, a super legend. And, yeah. And, and, you know, your mom's even comparing you to that. It's just like a blessing. Mm-hmm. Like, um, the Wu-Tang show, man, like, that's not, that's like nothing to sneeze at. Like, <laughs> you, uh, like, I was like, I was on the gram and I, and you looking, and I'm like, like, and I seen your shows, and I'm like, yo, no, this no, this looks different. Like this, like look, this like this looks like really, really different. Take me, uh, talk me through your preparation of that day. Like, like going through that day and preparing for that show. Well, so and, and shout out Wu Tang for even letting yeah, you open up for real. Yeah, because they called me the 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 venue called me. I didn't like I didn't set that up. Somebody contacted me, a, a for relationship real, for, that I cultivated Oh, earlier. that's crazy. Yeah, they called me. Yeah, yeah. I oh got, my god, I got that's paid a too. So, That's a blessing, so. my brother. Right, now, now, take me through that preparation. Um, man, was it just like a regular day, or was nah, there was something? I know it had to nah. be something different. That's different. So, my very first show wasn't like a regular day to me. Okay, but every show after that 
except for like my album release and like like my shows that I was throwing mm-hmm. was a regular day. Mm-hmm. Any other show I've been booked for was just like, I don't care how many people is out there, I'm gonna go out here and do my thing. You know what I'm saying? Right. But when I couldn't sleep. Right. Monday to the Thursday of the show. I couldn't sleep at all. I couldn't, like, I would sleep and I would dream about the show. Like, one time I dreamed that I was at the show and instead of the Ritz, it ended up being at a high school and it was me, Ghostface, and Raekwon performing in front of a bunch of high school students and it was going wild. But I had, like, the same dream different times but in different locations. All of it was like, I killed the show. Mm -hmm. And... The day of, man, I was so nervous. Usually, like, people from my team show up late or whatever happens, and I'd be like, I don't care. Like, today, that day, I was all antsy and all, like, you're supposed to be here. Like, like, you know, like, all, like, I was mad high strung that day because Mm -hmm. everything, like, I felt like everything mattered. Like, every little piece mattered because it was like, yo, this this is your chance. And, you know, I knew I was going first. I, I swear I thought I was going to be going in front of, like, you know, 800 people because that would have been more people I've ever been in front of already. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. I thought I was like, you know, it's going to be 800 people in there, 500 people in there. I'd be happy if it's two. You know what I'm saying? 200, 100. I wouldn't care. You feel me? Right. I, as long the opportunity existed. Man, 8.15, I went on first. I hadn't been outside the curtain t- since, like, six. Seven, like mm-hmm. seven fifty, probably. I, I hadn't been outside the curtain. Man, I stepped on that stage and I looked to the left, and no lie, they told me after after I got off, it was like yeah, it was it was around fifteen, sixteen hundred people in there when you went on, and I was like, yo, because I know looking out, it was it was breathtaking. It was like. It was like this is what you see on TV. Yeah. Like this is this is the kind of crowd you see. Like this is what they tell me I'm supposed to be paying in front of. Right. If I could do this, then I know I could do this. I, I I look at this and I said I can't see the last person. So for me, it's nothing different playing this than playing Madison Square Garden. Yeah, my ho- my homie um uh was like, yeah, you you know you know Juice Law, and I was like, I don't know him, know him, but yeah, I, I mean I, I follow him. He was like, yeah, he he rocked the Ritz show, and I was like, that's when I was like, yo, let me let me let me get homie on the podcast ASAP be, before, you know, what I mean, homie just blow all the way up, and I'm like, I was like, damn, I mean, you know, what I mean, you just like, oh, I was like, that a sign, I was like, I was a sign right there, like, let me let me hurry up and lock in with bro for real, um, like your three year plan that you that you uh put in place. Um, like what was like stage one of that plan? Stage one was to record music, memorize it, and perform it in front of people. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like performance is the biggest part of music. It's Word. the biggest part of music. It's this. It's it's always gonna be somebody that wanna. No matter how trash you are, it's always gonna be somebody that wanna listen to your music. Mm-hmm. Always, because different people got different tastes. So no matter how bad some people may think your music is, there's always gonna be somebody that want to listen to your music. Right. So I didn't want to put the emphasis on that. Right. Music videos. Everybody, like I said, uh, so that's another thing. No matter how bad your music video is, 
people, matter of fact, if it's really horrible, more people gonna watch it. Right. You know, if it's right. really good, a lot of people gonna watch it. If right. it's okay, people gonna watch it. But people gonna watch music videos. It's like, it's like the Lil B effect. Yeah. 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 So people gonna watch music videos, period. Right. But the one thing that everybody is not gonna wanna see you do is perform unless right. you're good. Okay. So I wanted to put emphasis on that. Yeah. My first step was see if you're a good performer. Especially okay. coming from dancing, you know, and, and being on the stage. Mm-hmm. See if you see if that translates. Right. That was my first step. Word. So like um what like the first batch of music you recorded, was you was you happy with it or did you think it was trash or 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 was you been recording since since college days? Nah, I um like I write like a verse here or there, but I didn't record my first song. Until that's why I say um, February twenty first, two thousand sixteen. I recorded my first song and did my first show. Wow. Um, yeah, that um, that was not like my first my first back of music. It, I didn't even put a whole lot into it based off the fact I was like, if people think it's trash. Mm-hmm. We gonna go back to regular work, baby. You know what I'm saying? We not even going. We not even gonna push that button. Right. We gonna. I threw it out there, and I, I performed, and I threw the music out there, and people took to it. Like my first back batch of music is still on SoundCloud. I didn't master it because I want to put a lot of money into it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like eight songs. I didn't. I didn't want to put a lot into it. Mm-hmm. All right. What was like the next step in? In your career, like going into year two, like like what was like the next steps and the next goals that you was trying to accomplish? I wanted to be on festivals. Okay. I wanted to be on festivals. And that year, my second year, I booked A3C. Word. I booked Hopscotch. Um, I booked a festival in Canada. Um, I booked some small festival in New Orleans. Um... And who's, and who's helping you behind the scenes? Nobody was helping me at that point in time. Nobody was helping. Everything I had, everything I did was like people here would see me perform. Everything I got, mm-hmm. to, to this day, everything I got, I got off of performance. Mm-hmm. Everything I got, people, people, now it's performance in my Instagram. Like people will go to my Instagram and they will see clips and they'll be like, yo, this dude is lit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But... Like, before that, it was off of people would be like the New Orleans dude, he was at a show. The mm-hmm. Canada dude, he was at a show. You know what I'm saying? Um, Hopscotch, I was performing all these different places, and the person who booked for Hopscotch, books local talent for Hopscotch, that's, that's, saw me. That, that's the festival here in Raleigh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, played the, I played, not last year, because this year hasn't happened yet, but... Not the last hopscotch to play, but I played the hopscotch before that. Um, the one that um, Run the Jewels was on. Oh yeah, wow, yeah, that was a good way for yeah. Run the Jewels to even come out before the, you yep. you lighten up the stage like that. So um, so we get to twenty eighteen. You um, you release a couple of projects. First off, what what is the S K U L L? What does that stand for? Skull. So call them Lord Loxadonna. Um Loxodonna is my is that's scientific for elephant, mm-hmm. and elephant is my favorite animal. Okay. Um, 
because um, the elephant is the largest known land animal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a predator. It also has zero predators. The Word. elephant is not prey. And if you look around, most animals that aren't prey are predators. Mm-hmm. And most animals that aren't predators are prey. Right. So you dropped two projects, um, both of them in 2018, right? Or- uh, yeah, there's one project, double-sided. Oh, it's double-sided? Yep, double-sided. The black side and the white side, Skull. Oh, man. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's... dropped it all at the same time. Oh, that was all at the same time. Oh, that's wild. April 13th. Dang. Nights I can't remember. Um, talk about uh, making this project. Uh, who some of the people you worked with on it? Oh, uh, man. So I only worked with, with my homies. So I worked with Brass. I worked with my right-hand man. Also, my hype man, Jovi Moscone. Um, I worked with Sean Kidd, The Deep End, uh, 3AM. He's in Crossbones with me. Um, yeah, I didn't work with a lot of people. I didn't mm-hmm. work with a lot of people. I only wanted to work with, like, the close homies. Word up. All right, so we're going to take a quick break. You listen to Best Conversations Podcast. We're going to get into this album, Days I Won't Forget. I'm here with the Juice Lord, man. Y'all stay tuned. I remember fourth grade, ready for the world with the short fade. Brightest kid in town, I looked around and it was all shade. In the pictures, it would seem like I was all sane. Right behind that Kodak smile, it was a lost brain. Shit, I was dealing with vicious criminals, stone dealers and pimps and murderous individuals. Television telling me the deal, it was subliminal. And all the other kids I ever knew was never in the school. Peer pressure, every year was fair fact. I know where near progressing here as a stairmaster. I was never meant to follow but I couldn't leave looking up to all the niggas that I shouldn't be look at me I just want attention and a little shine head in the books can't get a look cause I've been on my grind mama said we gonna be rich but it's gonna take some time but I was feeling like I lost my mind it's alright it's alright you can't run
the way it goes Well, you can sell drugs, you can be the plug But staying in school, it just ain't enough You can get a song on the radio Or you could play ball, that's the way it goes Or you can sell drugs, you can be the plug But staying in school, it just ain't enough Right, we back with Juice Lord. Um, song you just heard was Black Mindset. Um, incredible song. I really <laughs> encourage people to go back and listen to the whole project, both albums. Uh, Juice, tell them where they can find that. Um, it's on Apple Music, Spotify, all major streaming platforms, and it's even on SoundCloud now. I dropped it on SoundCloud for the people who, you know, mm-hmm. that's the, that's, that's the Streaming service of choice. Yeah, I mean SoundCloud even they even making people pay now. Yeah, so. now yeah now you could yeah now you could I could drop little snippets. I ain't do that to y'all. I ain't dropping no little snippets. <laughs> right. I dropped the whole joint though. All right. So the so the so this project um a lot of songs but a lot of good songs like um nowadays people try to keep the projects really short and sweet like why why such a big batch of music double album. Because I released that project going in to my third year, mm-hmm. going into my third year, and I hadn't had any music released, and everybody was like, we need some music, we need some music, we need some music, and a lot of it I was sitting on, mm-hmm. and I said, I'm going to give people, like, oh, this is my first big, big project, I'm going to give people all of me. And I'm going to just separate it into, like, the 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 really, really, like, the part of me that thinks a lot and the part of me that acts off the th- thinking that I was doing. Right. So the black is, that black side, nights, nights I can't remember. Mm-hmm. That's me acting off, the, off of the days I won't forget. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of the whole thing. You know, days I won't forget, it means such crazy things and such like ridiculous things are happening in these times and this is how I feel about them and nights I can't remember that's the result of these feelings word like your music is very high energy but if you really listen like it's it's a lot of good messages in it like was that on purpose yes like because I don't believe I don't believe that you should you should have to sacrifice intelligence to be lit. Just like I don't believe you should have to sacrifice litness to be intelligent. That's something I don't know where that came from in music where you gotta sit on a stool if you're talking about something. But I don't believe that at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not at all. Um, as far as like the Carolina rap scene. Um, you know, you got your big dogs, the J. Coles, the uh, the baby. The baby. <laughs> um any thoughts on those on those on those guys and you know uh you, you know what? Well, I used to think I used to think for a while, like if you listen back to a podcast from when I first started after my f- first year, after I was right after I won um 
Best New Artist North Carolina. Congratulations. I, thank you. Thank you. Right after I win that, I did a podcast to commemorate that, and they asked me about J. Cole, and I was like, I'm a fan of him. I just think he's boring. But he, now he has, like, the new J. Cole, I like the I like this J. Cole better. The I don't care what nobody think about yeah, why, me. Why do why you think, like, he, he definitely has had, like, a, a image change, like, a little bit, like, you know what I mean, from working with the money bag yo's mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, executive producing, like, Young Thug's mm-hmm. album and, you know, the 21 Savage features. Like, like why do you think it's just such a flip and what he got going on? I think that he realized that, that that's, that's a separatist mindset in hip-hop. Yeah. And conscious people, they have such a, like, like, Oh, I'm conscious, so these people must be trash. Right. And J. Cole's fan base started like emulating that. Yeah. They started being like, oh, this person trash, that person trash. And J. Cole kind of took it like, yeah, I want to see every black man eat. I don't care what, you know what I'm saying? Right. I don't care what's going on mm-hmm. or what he's talking about. I'm supporting him and we're going to do something together. Right. I want to see everybody win. I want to see everybody in hip hop win. I don't want to see nobody lose. I don't care what they talking about. It's still rap. It might not be my kind of rap, mm-hmm. but it's still rap. And you can you can see that also in this change in music, like his tenacity that he rapping right. with now. Like like my favorite J Cole's was the the young hungry J Cole mm-hmm. and this J Cole. Right. Because the middle J Cole, I feel like we lost him. And he got kind of preachy, and I don't like preachy rappers. Right, right, right. But man, I love, I love J Cole. Like I love J Cole. Yeah. And uh, I love the baby too, man. And mm-hmm. the crazy part was, I never listened to him. Like I never listened to him. And I had a big thing where I was like, I'm not gonna start listening to him now just because he got signed. Like I'm not gonna be a poser. You know what I'm saying? Right. But. Uh, congratulations to him because the man was everywhere and I had to. Right. And then when I when I listened, I was like, yo, he's good. You know what I'm saying? He's mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. So, and, and and I never took nothing away from him. I just didn't discover him. Like, I hadn't discovered him. Me neither. Me neither. Mm-hmm. Like, um, uh, the name was floating around. Yeah. And, um, it seemed like it seemed like Charlotte is so much farther than Raleigh yeah, for some reason. It, it seemed like yep. it doesn't the stuff from Charlotte and the stuff doesn't get down here to us. I don't know why it's only, it's not that far away, but uh I, I mean I I wasn't really paying attention. Um even my homeboy that manages um some artists, he did a feature with one of his artists and um but I never really paid attention. It was his Breakfast Club interview and after that I was like, I'm gonna listen to this guy. Yeah. He dropped the L.A. Leakers freestyle the other day, and that I was, was like, crazy. "That yeah. was real that crazy." That was crazy. I'm like, he was cupping the mic and rapping, yeah, he, right? So that's nice, you yeah, know what I'm saying? He is nice. And, and, and yeah, like I, like you saying, I, it's not like I never took nothing away from him. I never was like, ah, oh, he make that kind of rap. He trash. Right. It was just like, yo, I heard of him. I just never heard him. And then before I got a chance to actually listen to him, he blew up. Right. And I didn't want people to be like, oh, now you listening to him and blah, right, blah, blah. Right, right, right. But he made it so people had to say that to me because I couldn't, you know. Yeah. But hip-hop's a sport. It's a competitive sport. And um, I know you want to be the best artist in North Carolina. Like, I mean, I mean, do you look that, you look, I know you, I know they, 
you look at them like competition or, I mean, as far as you get up, you, or do you still look at them as like fan, like, you know, you still fan or what? I look at it like rap has become like rock now. Yeah. So neither one of them is in my genre. Okay. Neither one of them. You know what I'm saying? That's real. If you go, if you go to his show, you would know. Ba- the baby got his genre. J. Cole got his genre. Right. And I got, like, you know what I'm saying? You talk about J. Cole, and that same breath, you talk about Nas. And right. that same breath, you talk about Jigga. You talk about them. That's J. Cole, ain't. Talk right. about the baby, and that same breath, you talk about Gucci, man. And that same breath, you talk about uh, Thug. You talk about, that's what you talking about when you talk about them. You know what I'm saying? With me, you talk about Onyx. You talk about, you know what I'm saying? You talking about Buster. You talking about Red Man. Mm-hmm. And that's a different lane right. than them. Exactly, yeah. Like we was uh we was talking off the mic. Uh, you said your favorite member of Wu Tang is ODB. Like what Always. what what do you like about ODB so much besides him just being flat out crazy as fuck? That's what I liked. Like <laughs> I love the fact that ODB like in in this group full of the coolest. Like Wu Tang was back then. They you know they wore wallabies. They was cool. Like mm-hmm. all of them was wild, cool. Like wow, like laid back. Like you know what I'm saying they they rapped wild. But like you look at Ghostface and you look at like Method Man and it's like yo we not about to mess up our clothes unless it's to beat you up like that's right. the kind of energy they brought and then he brought like a whole like nah clothes I'm not wearing you know what I'm saying yeah. what I wear the same shirt every day like that that kind of like super gritty like ultimately like dusty like I'm just nice you know what I'm saying yeah. even the way he sung when he rapped was so like different and he made that happen Word. what's your favorite ODB song um, hey babe, dirty, I got my money. Babe, hey, dirty, <laughs> and because of because he said money, <laughs> that right there, I like that part. Yeah, I had to, I probably had to say Brooklyn Zoo, mm-hmm. which was a which was another crazy one. Like um, back to back to this project. Um, now you've been doing like tons of shows. You've been you've been killing it everywhere. But one thing you don't got yet is visuals. Mm-hmm. What's what's the uh, madness behind that? The reason I don't have visuals is because I wanted to follow the original rap scheme, the original not even the original music scheme. You know what I'm saying? Before we had the internet, you know, Aerosmith had to go to, go on tour before they could put out a music video. Mm, so you want so you really want to be in these people's faces mm-hmm. before they see you on the internet yep. or whatever. Yep. How how important is that like it's, to it's, you? It's important because now with the with with the with the internet, now when I do release music videos and a new person that has never heard of me looks me up, it won't be my first music video won't be my introduction to rap on the internet. Mm-hmm. So people will look at that and then they'll Google me or they look back and they're going to be like, where was I? Like, who, like, how did I not know who this dude was rather than, okay, this dude is new. Right. Word. When in that uh, best new um, hip hop uh, rap, best new, yep. best, best new artist, best new artist uh, for the, was that the Carolina Awards? The Carolina Music Awards. Carolina Music Awards. Yeah, that's been around for a while too. Man, like, did they, um... Like how, like how did all that go? Like did you like somebody just nominate you or like how how that go? Did somebody just seen the grind? Like so when I when I went the year before last, I went 
best new artist and the year, last year I won best male hip hop artist. Damn boy. So the nominations, like people nominate you and you don't know. Like I don't even know how I got in the best new artist. I don't. Somebody had to saw me. I don't know what happened, but you know they go in and then it's a panel of people that vote and then. It, there are your fans and your fans vote for you like and everybody can only vote once mm-hmm. so like I went on a campaign my first year and then I guess my first year got me winning the first year got me into like the best male hip hop artist and I went on a campaign that year too last year and I just happened to win both of them word now somebody's gonna be listening to this saying like damn bro making moves man what do you say to those up-and-coming um, artists right here in the Carolinas, you know, trying to make moves and do what they do? And, you know, you know, right now they might just be rocking 25 people or 50 people. You know what I mean? Like, what do, what do you tell them, you know what I mean, to, to encourage them to keep going? I would say don't, don't be afraid to be yourself. Okay. Don't be afraid. Don't. Just because something is popping right now, mm-hmm. that don't mean nothing. Because when I first started, they were telling me, oh, you need to make music that people could dance to. Mm-hmm. Or you need to make music, you know what I'm saying, like with more bounce. You need different beats. Like like that angry, it's not going to go well. It's not going like that. People was telling me that. But I don't care because this is the kind of music I make. Yeah. And I really want people to understand, like make the kind of music you make. Make the kind of music that's in you. Mm-hmm. Don't look around and see what's going on. Don't look around and see what's cool because none of that matters. It's a thousand people. You better, it's, it's going to be easier for you to get booked if it's you doing a certain kind of music by yourself and you really good at that than if you trying to do what a hundred thousand other people are doing. Right. Damn. That's real shit. And um, so what's the end goal, man? Like, record deal? Like, I mean, is I mean, a lot of, you know, we preach uh, ownership, only your masters, only your music. So it seems like these, these new guys now don't even want record deals. Like, what about you? Like, is that, I mean, what, like, what's the goal going forward? I'm going to take whatever come to me. Okay. But I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to sign no dummy deal. My whole right. thing is, see, people say no record deals. That's not what it is. You just can't. You can't get excited that that money in front of you and get taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. As long as you know what you're signing, you could be in a real good predicament. Right. A real good predicament. You know what I'm saying? Like right now, Rock Nation is giving out amazing deals. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Why would, if, if if Jay was to come to me, why would I tell him no? And his whole thing is, I, w- I want to get this money behind you. I want to get people to know you. And I want you to own your stuff. I want you to get to that point. Like, he has got to the point where I'm not going to be greedy and take advantage of people in rap. That's not what he want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You know, and, and you know, if, if I end up taking the Tyler the Creator Creator route, or I end up taking R.I.P. If I end up taking the Nipsey Hustle route, you know what I'm saying? I'm good with all of that. I tell people all the time, I don't gotta be Drake. I don't gotta be Kendrick. I love to be up there and have that kind of money. But my it's crazy. R.I.P. He died, but that was the one person that I always put. I said I'd be happy being Nip. Word. And they'd be like, people would say, "What you mean?" I'm like, Nip released 
a hundred a thousand albums for a hundred dollars a piece and made a hundred thousand dollars and it took them 48 hours do you know what I'm saying yeah that's if you there if you can make a hundred thousand dollars in two days you I, what what else I need what you know what I'm saying I don't need I don't need to be no higher than that I don't need to I don't even need to make it to victory lap nip right I'm good with, yeah. with the other dip and, and people don't even realize like um Nip first came on the scene in 2008. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, P, like he, God bless his soul, like he really peaked in 2018. But mm-hmm. um, it just lets you know how long, like, and, you know, it takes for this to happen and to grind. Like, yep. like I mean, how, like, uh, are you are you ready and prepared for this marathon and to keep going, man? Yep, because if you're doing it right, another thing that will show you is you could be getting money way before your peak. Because right. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He might have came on in 2008, but I think he did that that hundred CDs thing, a thousand CDs. I think he did that in like 2013 or something yeah. like that. 2014. Yeah. Yeah. You feel me? So he was already at that point then. Mm-hmm. So if you could get to that point then, just by knowing your business and making good music mm-hmm. and doing things the right way, you know when if I peak ten years from now, cool. Yeah. But I was able to sustain myself comfortably. Yeah. With what I love. Exactly. Before I let you go, man, tell the people what you got coming up, man. Um, well, this year I'm going to be release be releasing four EPs um along with 15 music videos will be coming out before December 31st this year, I am going to be basically flooding the market with with more Juice Lord material. Word. If they ain't been to a Juice Lord show yet, um, you got any upcoming dates that, you know, if the people want to get in front of you? If you want to see me, like, fool me, on the 28th, I'll be at King's. I'll be at King's. I'm throwing my own show. Um, April 28th. Okay. Yeah. Get, all right, get the people your social media. Let them know where they can find you. You can find me at www.juicelord.com. You can find me at Juice Lord. On everything, on PlayStation, every every single social media is just at J O O S E L O R D. That's Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, um, every Twitter, everything is that. And you know, if you like getting beat in video games, my Xbox, my PlayStation, oh, man, both of those talking. Juice Lord too. So now, 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 now we talk. What you play? I play everything. I play Madden. I play Two K. I, I don't play FIFA. I'm not good at that. Oh, you don't want nothing Two K though. I, I play. Who you? You play with in Two K? Everybody. Everybody. Word. Everybody. Sports head. I love sports. I love sports. Word. Can you? Like what was your like? What was your best sport growing up? Hooping, hooping, hooping. Word, word up, hooping. Okay, we got to jump. We got to jump on the Xbox and see what's up. I'm with it. All right, man. Shout out your people, man. I uh, shout out to Mirai African nine seven point five. Shout out to everybody in Crossbones, my clique. Um, shoot, I don't really mess with nobody. Shout out to Tag 'em. 
Shout out all the homies, man. Y'all know who y'all. Shout out to the Deep End, Sean Kidd. Shout out Brass Monk and the whole expansion. Um, Yike Millie and the Swoo Squad. Shout out everybody, man. Word up. The whole Durham, everybody, Shout man. Shout out Durham, boy. Every, everybody, man. Best Conversations podcast, man. Um... I'm looking for that next, them, them next dope artists, them innovative, them creators, not just artists, but people just really out here making that movement and doing what they're supposed to be doing in the community. So um, please hit me and because um, I want to talk to you and um, give you this platform and, and hopefully you do what you're supposed to do with it. Uh, shout out to everybody that's been listening. Uh, shout out to uh, my last episode with Mr. BBH. Shout out to my other episode with Big V. Um, shout out to my whole team, my boy Millie McJagger, his project coming soon, uh, Westside Rob. And uh, again, just thank for everybody for listening. Thanks for Chris for letting us record over here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And um, like I always say, man, keep God first and everything else will work itself out. I got to thank you again, Juice Lord, for uh, for definitely being a man of your word <laughs> and, um, and coming through and, and having this conversation because, you know, I mean, there's so many fake ones out here, man, that, you know, I can't, I, I've, I've got all the way over here and somebody like stood me up, you can't know what I mean? Like that. You know can't what I mean? That. So, I mean, m- many blessings and Dang. wherever you going, my brother, I really appreciate you taking the time to even have this conversation with me. We don't even know each other like that. You know what <laughs> I mean? We met in an Uber. Yeah. We, we met, we literally met in an Uber and now we here having this great conversation with this podcast. Again, man, Best Conversations Podcast, Episode 3. Hope y'all like it. Y'all have a good one. Peace. Have a great one.